Yuck Mala, Yuck Mala. Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am happy to be joined by my pals, my buddies. I got Nick Boxer. Greetings and salutations. I can't wait to dive into this one. You know it. And and James Cotta. I I didn't think we'd ever do this again, but never say never again. <laughs> <laughs> never say never again. That's right. And Jack Hall. Hey, sup. Sup. Hey, yo. All right. Well, we are in season seventeen. We are entering the octagon again, where we get to where we get to roll some movies, a whole bunch of different season choices, and whatever's going to win is going to give us a season full of hopefully good movies. Really, I guess that's that's the goal. In this case, is it? I, is I, it really? I hope so. I hope so. Is that the goal? <laughs> So oh, okay. this season is oh, called... Judging by the movies you've picked sometimes, Nick, no. <laughs> <laughs> Food fight, China salesman, cheese. Hey, no. So anyways, this one's my season choice. It's Travelogue the Philippines, because we all know that so many great movies have come out of the Philippines, so I thought it was time to highlight those. And in this case, I decided that for your height only was the movie that we needed to highlight starring Wang Wang, because who doesn't love Wang Wang? And more importantly, who doesn't love Nick explaining a movie to us? I can do that. Um, do we want to explain the season first? I did. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Um, but yes, uh, this, uh, this movie is a completely standard uh, spy film. Nothing unusual about it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, our, our hero, Double Agent Zero, um, is assigned the task to rescue uh, uh, a scientist uh, who's invented Bomb N um, from the evil force. Uh, I believe that's what they're actually called in this movie, led by giant, uh, mysterious behind-the-scenes character that we don't see until the end. Um, and he has, along with a female operative, has to infiltrate this organization and uh, bring them down, save the scientist. Everything goes fine. He starts taking down their financial operations. He busts their drug operation, and then uh, he stops them from ro uh, robbing the Banana Gold and Silver Company, which I thought was kind of odd, oddly named company. Um, I was wondering if they mined uh, bananas as well as gold and silver. Uh, and then, you know, once he gets some names of the big honchos, he starts tracking them down as well. Um, he does it with a, he gets a few gadgets, the cool gadgets from uh, headquarters and uh, yeah, this is a James Bond knockout. Nothing unusual about it whatsoever. I may have noticed Double Agent Zero is a little shorter than most action stars, but still taller than Tom Cruise. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like maybe maybe it's 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 definitely a a spy movie, but it it does it does feel a little a little wonkier than most spy movies. <laughs> yeah, 
I was thinking that as well. But every gadget he had that was a little bit off actually has appeared in a James Bond film at one time or another. Yes, just not quite the same. Every one of these was uh, shrunken to the size of the star, uh, which was a two foot nine. Which is amazing. And and that's the, the thing, like, is Wang Wang is, like, in amazing shape. Like, the things that he does, incredible. Did. Yes. Did. <laughs> well, does in the movie. I mean, like, it's, yes. Yeah, no no doubt. The, uh, the fellow, that dude, uh, Wang Wang, was fearless. You know, he would look at a 15-foot height and just jump right down and no... No worries about uh, anything. He would do whatever, uh, whatever they asked of him, stunt-wise. The dude was absolutely fearless, no question. Oh, that, there were some breath, breathtaking stunts in there. Uh, that that one where he jumped over or had to get over the wall, and then for for somebody his size to do that, I was scared for him just watching because it was obviously there was no safety equipment anywhere near there. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Like, given his height, it's not like. You can get away per se with with using somebody yeah. as a stuntman. How do you double them? Like, yeah. I mean, you, what do you use? Like an eight year old? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Their bones. Their bones are rubber. They'll heal faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's the Philippines. It probably came up in discussion, but <laughs> yeah, um... yeah. But but at the same time, it's the Philippines, so therefore safety equipment unnecessary. Yeah, the, at the best of times, uh, yes. not, uh, anyone, not something they worry too much. Had anyone here ever seen a Wang Wei film before? I had just not. heard of them. Okay, me, me too. I was actually su- really surprised how straight they took this movie. I was really, really expecting something more along the lines. If we did something like this in North America, you know, you'd get him coming out of a 10-gallon hat and – you know, it would have gotten really silly, but other than other than the like the atrocious dub that we were forced to view, <laughs> it's not really um, it's not really pointed out too much that our star is maybe a quarter of the size of anyone he's fighting. They refer to him as little at least eight different times during the course of the movie. In fact, at one point, one of the women said something along the lines of, you're so little, you're like a little potato. Yeah, but I, I chalked the offensiveness up to that to the dub. I don't think it would have been quite the same in the original. The dub is amazing. It's one of my all-time favorite things. Like, the way they chose to dub these characters and and the variety of of the characters and the and the way that they that they wrote the script again incredible just incredible don't go don't go too much further you're going to take some of my wtfs oh oh yeah for sure it's it goes there <laughs> i wonder i wonder if like my potato is a is a traditional um you know pet name in the philippines like maybe maybe it's a sweet thing maybe it is yeah i and, and um, and maybe uh, are you a sexual animal? Is a come on in a <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I don't know. Is the, the correct the answer? La- apparently, the ladies, the, <laughs> the ladies want wing wings, little wing wing. <laughs> that's that's for sure. They're they're all about the wing. 
see the the problem with this movie again i think i think it comes down to it's it's a little bit different than crippled masters like crippled masters we didn't have anything to talk about in this case we have stuff to talk about it's all going to be in wt <laughs> well maybe we just need to move on <laughs> story story wise i like it, like you're saying is story wise it's surprisingly linear yeah, it uh, is yeah. did anybody learn anything from this what did it teach you that Wang Wang is an amazing, uh, um, uh, in amazing shape and fearless. Because I didn't know that. The sliding across the floor, shooting guns, it looks cool <laughs> no matter who does it. <laughs> like John, John Wick, Chow Yun Fat, Wang Wang, they all look cool doing that. That's true. That's true. I I learned that the four year old me, who had the concept of using umbrellas as parachutes. Was right after all. <laughs> it turns out, Fuck yes. You, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta be careful though, stunt your growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned that the problem with Odd Jobs hat and Goldfinger was that it wasn't remote controlled. Mm hmm. Yep. Really needed to be remote controlled. And it looked far too much like a real hat. All right. Well, in our search for the ultimate B movies. We rate each film in five categories, none of which is objective quality. The first category is called schlock appeal, and we start with Stan. I laughed out loud so many times while watching this movie because there's just so much. I'm sure that a ton of it is due to the to the uh, ridiculous ridiculous dub that we watched, but there's there's so much to enjoy in this movie that I've got to give it a nine. Yeah. Um... I, I definitely see why people go to see this movie, and I doubt anyone went to this film expecting a quality experience. Uh, it's all schlock appeal. There is no regular appeal to this movie. So I have to go high. I have to go with the nine. You you know what? If you love a film, a bad film that's so bad it's good, and you want to watch one and laugh and enjoy yourself and, and not have anything be too serious – just enjoy yourself. This is the film for you. I also got a nine. I think uh, th- I had not seen a Wang Wang film before. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the documentary. I wanted to wait till I watched this before I saw the documentary. But uh, I did see the documentary on Filipino films, and this was definitely uh, celebrated there. Mm-hmm. That it Absolutely. Was like, it, was, it was such a cultural touchstone for them. Um, and uh, – and, and the silliness that like everything that's jammed into this movie, uh, it even has a drug story, bef- like a drug story for a James Bond character before James Bond even did that. Uh, they don't even do that until the Dalton movies in James Bond. So uh, I, I, I'm at a 10 for this. I think it's just uh, I, I think this one leaps off the, the shelf at you. Uh, more heart than budget. I mean, I don't know what the budget is, but I got to say, I mean, just Having not seen, you know, Wang Wang in a movie, having not seen this, like, I've seen a lot of Filipino movies. This is by far the best of them in that regard. But just for Wang Wang alone, like, what this guy will do to put himself out there and just to, and even just to promote the movie and just to be, you know, and to make this something like, I mean, he became an international star because of this movie. It's a 10 because of him. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, I've seen a bunch of, a bunch of Filipino films as well, and uh, a lot of them are made for profit, and 
like that. But you can tell these guys are just making a movie to make a movie. Um, the business aspect of it really doesn't come into it because you know it's going to get shut down at some point, uh, somewhere along the lines. Um, it, with international uh, distribu- distribution and stuff. Um, but, and yet it wasn't. Know, and yet it was. Like they're having a good time, I think. So it, yeah, it wasn't nine. shut down, Nick. That's that's worth noting. It, it it was there was a film festival and it was for international distribution, the highest bought film there. I just assumed that it would be a tough sell for American audiences. No, anything but. Surprisingly. Then, but yeah, nine was my score. <laughs> I give I have a lower score um, because I, I do think this is a big budget uh, film. I mean, it's it's small budget compared to an American film, uh, you know. But everything is in the Philippines because it just costs so much less to make a film there. For a Filipino movie, this was at the time would have been a very high budget. Uh, so I can't give it any more than a six. I I'll split the difference because I I think. Uh, I think they they were having a lot of fun doing the film, um, and uh, I think that that shows through uh, eight for me. What the fuck moments? <laughs> All right, <then. laughs> well now, let's see. I, I did have to, I, I, it's, it's settle like, in, it's, folks. There's a lot. Yes, I mean, I mean, just I. There's so much, and I, and I and again, I. So much of it comes from the dub, but like when he got a chance to to get his gadgets and the, just the description of the gadgets is so haphazard. And like, I didn't understand what half the gadgets did until you actually saw them in action. It was just like, Oh, Oh, I get it now. Awesome. Okay. There's, there's an honest to God pie fight scene. What amounts to a pie fight battle in this movie, which is amazing. Um, the, the, there's a gangster bad guy who has a cigar and talks exactly like you would think a 1920s gangster would talk, which which I I loved. Uh, you know, Nick, you you mentioned it earlier. The umbrella going down the building with the umbrella that was that was an amazing piece of uh, piece of work. Um, I I tell you, I want to visit Disco Island and swimming pool. Do you think it still exists? Because that was disco. I thought it was actually named Hidden Island. Well, I, the sign said Disco Island and Swimming Pool, which I thought was amazing. Okay. Um, there was a, there was a dance club, which I think was a different dance club, and it had the most disinterested dancers ever. They were just kind of like basically like bump bump bump, you know, nothing nothing going on at all. There's one fantastic action scene near the end with a dog barking the whole time. It's just all this action is going on and all you can hear is bark, 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 bark. It's, it, you know, it, it sounds basically like Jack's house for the most part. But uh, then there's a there's a scene, Wing Wing's climbing a fence and and he's like kind of standing on the fence and people are walking by and one guy is like walking by and looking at him like, what the hell is going on here? And you can tell that because, of course, they're only shooting it from the one side. Um, the the weird scene near the end where the taxi runs out of gas, and he apolog- like he's apologizing to Agent Double O, and then of course Agent Double O gets picked up and and taken on his way to the trap. But it's just like it seems so weird in that moment. 
Um, I love the fact that that by the time the Doctor was reintroduced, I had completely forgotten that the Doctor was even a character in the movie at that point. I was just so taken by everything that had gone on uh, before then. And um, and then at the very end fight, I love the forces of evil. They are they are an amazing uh, collective of bad guys. But it was very nice of them to create their their henchmen uniforms with targets all on them. Um, this one, it, again, it made me laugh. There's there's no shortage of insanity. I'm gonna give it a nine. Ah, uh, yeah, this this one is WTF up the wazoo. Um, first off, I have to dispute uh, the budget a little bit with uh, Jack here uh, because you will notice, and this is in the WTFs, uh, the bad guys, no matter how many are going to any particular location uh, or who is going, they all drive in the same vo- blue Volkswagen <laughs> bug. Uh that car appears multiple times in this film. Um, yeah, you, you have uh, you, you have the skyscraper dive out of the with, with the umbrella, which is awesome. Uh, you have the gadget, and they spend an inordinate amount of time to explain the poison detecting ring and how it's made out of gold, not platinum, for budget reasons. And the best part is, is that. That whole scene where it's used is about 30 seconds and probably could have been cut from the movie because I don't think it mattered at all. You think when they were explaining the gadgets, there was just too much Filipino dialogue in there (laughs) to cover the length, so that was just used to extend it or something? Um, That's the only thing I could think of, like, why explain that it's gold, not platinum, that, that... you could have just said gold ring, and I'm I'm not going to ask the question. Wh- why didn't they use platinum? It's a poison de- detecting ring. It should be platinum. <laughs> um, uh, but the most WTF for me, and I don't think any you guys might not have even picked it up because this weird. This movie is weird, and it it would be easy to miss. But once I noticed it, I couldn't not notice it. The big end fight when. Our hero, Agent Zero, comes up against Giant, and they have a fight. What is that room they're in? They There is an oven, so it might be a kitchen. There is a dining room table, really fancy, in that same room. And um, some sort of vanity in the corner. Is it a bathroom slash kitchen slash dining room? I don't know. But I was distracted through that entire awesome fight between two little people, and I was just looking for clues for the, that entire scene. Um, it's open concept. <laughs> very, but still a very weird room. Um, and the only fancy room we see in this movie, because any interior does look like it there's a bunch of like weird bedrooms we enter throughout the the movie and they're all obviously poverty stricken there's nothing on the walls you are lucky if you have a box spring um yeah uh yeah, this is a fun movie but weird nothing is normal in nothing is to be expected um oh i should score this uh yeah it it's really up there 9 as well 
Yeah, I, I do know this from uh, having worked with Filipinos and having this conversation. It's possible 50% of all cars on the road that year were blue Volkswagens. That is not an impossibility. It's just it could have been multiple cars they were using all the same, just so you know. Um yeah, this is this is uh, a, a really good film for the for the WTF. So really strong. Um, they he gets those gadgets. He gets a gadget that can detect all poison. I'd like to repeat all poison, all like they're all the same. <laughs> and and, and it just can, has to touch the glass. Like it and it turns color, and he knows. Oh, that's poison. I'm like, that's it's crazy. He gets glasses that, that let's say uh, they're x-ray glasses. So what's the first thing he does when he steps out into the into the hall where uh, all the secretaries are? Puts on those glasses so he can check out the – that's our hero. That's, that's – dude, are that's the first thing we would exactly all do. exactly what you do? Yes. Dude. You personally, you, you would do that, wouldn't you not? You have to make sure. Would that not be your first move <laughs> upon receiving X-ray glasses? Well, what I love is that the X-ray glasses remove every, only remove the first layer of clothes, so you yeah. see them in the bra and bra and underpants. Because again, that makes sense. Um, and it does remove know, curtains as well. Don't forget that. But it removes curtains. Yes, it it does. It's that that makes a ton of sense. Uh, you mentioned the guy uh, who talked like the gangster there, Stan. Um, of course, I mean, there's another guy who talks like. Uh, like Bogart, like Humphrey Bogart, almost perfectly. Um, I think the guy, the cast of the We Talk Comics may have actually done these because I've heard their voices uh, when they do uh, when they do that script thing. I'm pretty sure they could have been the ones doing this, the voices on this because there's just some crazy stuff in there, some crazy voices. My favorite is the guy who's Filipino and sounds like Jimmy James James Walker, <laughs> Jimmy JJ Walker, uh, or he's like it's like they looked at him and went that Filipino right there. Make him sound like he comes from Harlem. I mean, it made no sense whatsoever. Ah, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I got an eight. I I love the uh, I love his time with the ladies. Oh man, it's every, the best. every every time I I love that he that he barges in on on women's apartments a couple of times, and uh, everything in those scenes is weird. Like one, they don't react to him busting in. Two, he makes some time with a couple of them. Three, they're not doing anything when he gets there. <laughs> they're just there's like he he goes into one woman's apartment. She's just sitting on the bed. Like it's I don't know if it's a hotel room. I or thought she was reading bed. a magazine, but <laughs> she, she seems quite she seems quite uh, like like her time is pretty open at the point of which <laughs> yeah, yeah. she was waiting um, for it. <laughs> <laughs> just. Maybe that's why the door was unlocked. That's, yeah. you know, she just, that's how she meets people. Uh, <laughs> the it, it is just a, like an odd movie and an, an odd decision throughout the whole thing. Uh, so uh, seven out of ten is what I'm going to go with. Uh, memorable moments. For me, I mean, th- there's some amazing memorable stuff overall like the wang wang slide i know we've seen it in others but nobody could slide like wang wang like he could slide i I think it was like 10 20 feet and always hit the bad guys with unerring accuracy and he was fast super fast with that slide but you know some some of the lines i mean like the forces of evil right off the bat they must be exterminated and i mean lethally (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, good, good call. Absolutely, that's, that is, that's the way to do it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was it got mentioned um, earlier. You know, what kind of sexual uh, you know beast are you? And is or are you a sexual beast? And then and then that that scene ended with, "Shall we get it on?" Mm, of course. Oh yes. yes. Great line. Like, Shall we get it on? <laughs> like, I just uh, what like, a charmer. Oh yeah, I love. I just, I love the lines. I love the fact that. Yeah, I love the fact that he does battle with Mister Giant, and that's not even close to the final scene of the movie. It's, it's like he defeats the big bad guy, but then they have to defeat all the henchmen afterwards. It's so completely backwards from, uh, from a normal movie in that regard. Um, like, you know, I, I'll, I may forget the order of the story and, and a lot of elements, but there's so many, like, just really good bits that I'm going to take with me. So I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, I think you're going a little high here. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, Wayman is amazing, and he is memorable. The rest of this film is, unfortunately to me, just sort of a fun Filipino um, uh, spy film. There there are several others similar, none exactly like it, but similar. So I can only go high as a six. I mean, the star is really what stands out. Uh, Mr. Kata? Mr. Kata, first off, I'd like you to uh, change my score of WTFs after Nick's memorable moments to a nine. <laughs> or, or I mean, Stan's memorable moments to a nine. All right. So my WTFs are up to a nine now. Um, yes, because uh, it's not so much the memorable moments. I mean, other than the one that sticks out for me is him on the uh, in the uh, backpack that's like, you know, that where that he uses to fly. Oh, the jetpack, uh, yeah, the, the... the jetpack, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. The jetpack he uses to fly. That's the one that sticks out for me. It's like a scene. It's more again, more similar uh, in many ways to my the last movie we did, Crippled Masters, where it's like it's less individual moments and more. It's an overall experience that you'll never forget. It's a, a memorable experience. So I'll give it the exact same scores I gave that as an eight. I think I'm going to struggle with individual memories of this movie, <laughs> uh, as particularly if I watch the other ones. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, there, there's a lot of fun in this, and I think that's probably what's going to be my biggest takeaway is the the silly stuff and the uh, and very petite like a potato. Uh, <laughs> that's a freaking great line. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this with a six though. Uh, crazy concept. I mean, I think ultimately, like it, it, the weird thing for me is that it feels like it's supposed to be a spoof, but it's not really played as a spoof. Um, and and I mean, let's be honest. Of course, they're just doing James Bond, so so there's nothing too crazy about that. The fact that they're doing it with a two foot nine star, um, I think that's obviously the really crazy part. I can only go with a four. Yeah, I think you said it right there. I'll go a little higher, five, but you summed up my feelings. Mr. Kata, I'd also like to change my score of more heart than budget to a seven, I've decided. <laughs> um, this, uh, ten. Move on. 
<laughs> Would you like to change any other scores? <laughs> no, I have to go. That's it. I give this a ten for for crazy concept. I'm moving on. I think, uh, yeah, I think the weird part of this movie, like uh, you know, I, I'd said about uh, about you know last week, I I talked about uh, how Cripple Masters doesn't work without um, those, those two car- those two actors. Um, this you get sued for without Wing Wing. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, it's, because it's too close. Um, like it's, that's it, not true because the the guy who's played the guy who gave him the gadgets. Starred in a several offshoot movies as as a as a secret agent called XX that was just like James Bond. <laughs> Hard to get sued for anything in the Philippines too. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be higher than uh, than I'll take second place here for the highest number though. Uh, six for me. I, it is it's it is a really fun movie. It's it's a uh, really really great movie. Like I just it made me laugh and I and I loved watching it and could easily watch it again. All right. Well, at the end of balloting, that brings it to a very impressive 79 out of 100, uh, putting it just out of the top 10. It'd be in the top 15, I guess, uh, tying with raw force and right behind Road to Hell. That's uh, that. You know what? It, respectable. It's the film to it's the film to beat now. Yeah. And we'll see if anything can. Yeah, I mean, it it offered us all of those things that were, as a general rule, that we're looking for in just just so much fun, so much WTF moments. Just really, you know, I think honestly, if it weren't for the fact that it was based off of James Bond, then it could have gone, it would have gone higher. It was it was just it was a tremendous amount of fun, a lot of laughs, and he's he's a very likable guy. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He's just a very like, appealing person. Um, I will say this: I, I uh, while I did give it a ten, and everybody else went lower. Um, the fact that it's the sequel to a film for Crazy Concept means that it probably shouldn't have gotten that. I'm probably more scoring the original. Double O would get the ten, and this probably deserved less. But I'm not changing my score. Fair enough. Well, it is can't. too late. We've locked yeah. in the octagon. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do some business. <laughs> Well, speaking of the Octagon, uh, you can find it at wetalkpodcast.com. They are our show sponsor, the home of the Octagon, where you can find our complete record of our search for the ultimate B-movies. And they have a Facebook. They have a Twitter. And the Call Film Showdown is on Patreon. You can support what we're doing there and uh, slip us a couple of bucks. We'll continue to do this kind of thing. Uh, slip us a couple more and we'll do something else. Uh, <laughs> we'll do whatever you want. <laughs> Give us two bucks if you want us to continue. Give us five bucks to stop. We're going to be breaking it in, <laughs> if, if I can. Uh, Based on can... our YouTube comments, that, that's a fact. <laughs> If you've listened this far, we're not a, we're not play, playing uh, the movie after this. Um, <laughs> so if that's what you came looking for, um, move along. Nothing <laughs> to see searching. here. Yeah. Uh, but thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, so Cult Film Showdown is on Instagram and on YouTube and on most podcast apps. Awesome, we're awesome. Uh, I love us. But, okay. Season 17, Enter the Octagon 2, Octagon Harder, moves on next week with All Jacked Up, 
and uh, the movie is uh, Dead it's called, uh, Heat. Jack to the Max. Oh, Jack to the Max. Okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> Dead Heat is the uh, is the movie, so we got some Joe Piscopo action, and uh, I I think it should be fun. So, anybody have anything else to add before right. we uh, before we wrap this bad boy up? I can watch the film and be back here in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Jim All right. and for Jack and for Nick, I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and thank you for listening to the Cult Film Showdown. you didn't know. Wing Wing is Agent 00, and he's back with more adventure in For Your Height Only. Yes, Agent 00 is back, and he's more defiant, more daring, more full of surprises. <laughs> For your height only, it has more thrills, more action, more chills, more skills. Agent 00, he's more full of fighting fury than before. Join him and Yellen Catral, Carmi Martini, Anna Marie Gutierrez, Beth Sandoval, his group of intrepid firebusters as they ram through a network of syndicates and bust them wide open to save society from oppression in the name of justice. I am Mr. Giant. I want your formula of the end one. That's what I need in my organization to conquer the world. No, it could be the end of the world. <laughs> Wang Wang is back, just the way you'd hoped he would be, and more. This time, braving odds, coming face to face with countless dangers, risking life and limb as only Agent Double O would. resistance. It's a beaut. A real winner. Your gadgets, double O. You really a, a miniature bot? Boy, that's in the movies. In real life. Die. Face it, there is no one as compelling or as big in the world of Secret Service agents as Double O, with always a trick up his sleeve. Nobody does it more conventionally, more unconventionally, as Agent Double O.
pocket well. This is Agent 00, and he will stop at nothing to get his man in. For your height only. only one motion picture treat you have owed yourself in a long time. Let Wing Wing, Agent 00, and Tony Fell, Tony Falcon, take you on a high ride to entertainment for your height only.